koinonia, a place of encounter with the Holy Spirit and transformation by the principles of God's kingdom. Bless you, Lord, you are holy, and forever you are God. We bless you, Lord, you are holy, and forever you are God. I bless you, Lord, you are holy, and forever you are God. We sing hallelujah, hallelujah, and forever you are God, hallelujah, and forever you are God. Amen. Ask the Lord to give you an encounter tonight. Just lift your voice to the heavens. In one minute and cry for an encounter. Jesus came on the final day of the feast and he said, If any man thirst, even on the final day of the feast, the hunger and the thirst can be satisfied. Someone is praying. I open up my heart to receive. Even now, even now, healing, even now, deliverance, even now, restoration, even now. Is someone praying, even now? Give me an encounter by your spirit. Give us encounters by your spirit. In the name of Jesus, the Son of the Living God. No, I have sinned 
No ear has heard what God has prepared for me. So I submit to your work in me till the Christ is formed in me. No eye has seen, no ear has heard what God has prepared for me. So I submit to your work in me till Christ no I has seen say no no ear has heard what God has prepared for me so I submit to his word sing this song from the depth of your heart no I has seen say no ear has heard what God has prepared for me. So I submit to His word. Till Christ is formed in me. Till Christ. Just listen to what you are saying. Very powerful. Christ be formed in me. Your power be formed in me. Your wisdom be formed in me. Your glory revealed through me. So I submit to his work in me till Christ. Let this be our experience tonight, O oh God. And we vow that as always, Jesus will be revealed in this place and Jesus will be glorified. In Jesus' matchless name we pray. God bless you. Please be seated. It's good to be with us again one last time for this year. Let me start by saying a very big thank you to everyone, the leaders, heads of department, and all who have contributed to making this year a year of marvelous light even here in Zaria. May the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. I want to charge our hearts finally as we prepare to wrap up, but very quickly I'll perform a function. Um, we have a baby to dedicate and we'll do that very, very quickly. Please may I invite um, Pastor Femi and his dear wife, let's celebrate them as we dedicate their lovely celebrate them as they come. Is this the best you can do, Koinonia? Hallelujah. Congratulations to you, Pastor Femi, and your dear wife. I've said it again and again that we do not dedicate children as a ritual. Dedication is a sign of humility on the part of the parents. Dedication means, listen, when you dedicate anything, especially a child, number one, you are acknowledging that you are limited and that by the strength of the flesh, 
you do not have what it takes to raise this child there are families that have been so responsible yet they have not been able to raise as responsible children and there are families whose parents are sadly dysfunctional and yet shockingly you will get very responsible children the bible says except the lord builds a house are we together so dedication is predicated on this understanding that if the lord does not build a house they labor in vain are we together yes number two the bible says but i know whom i have believed and i am persuaded that he is able to keep that listen which is committed to him he only keeps what is committed to him if you hold on to it believing you have the intellectual capacity or the finance to take care of the child he will honor you but when you hand over that child to him saying lord i do not know what tomorrow will look like so i hand him over or her over to the one who knows that tomorrow this is why they are here many of us were sadly dedicated to idols and even without your knowing these idols had access to our lives and began to wreck our lives and families except for the cross and the blood of jesus hallelujah and so i want to salute um pastor femi and your dear wife we congratulate you for this thank you for the discernment to come and dedicate a beautiful baby praise deborah you're going to i usually would want the fathers to so be ready to do so praise deborah you heard that let's celebrate the baby give give our baby a big 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 god bless you hallelujah please stretch your hands towards this lovely baby and pray the same way you will pray for your own biological child whether you have a physical child or not go ahead and pray everything you wish for your child or for your grandchild i want you to speak over these ones is it wisdom declare it favor declare it godliness declare it speed declare it in the name of jesus someone is praying that this child will be raised by godly parents and it will remain so that this child will be raised by visionary parents and it will remain so someone is praying lord we thank you for the gift of this precious one thank you for baby praise deborah is someone declaring over them they will not have cause to bury their child we declare that the baby is protected preserved in jesus matchless name we pray in jesus matchless name we pray father we thank you for our precious baby gift that you have given pastor femi and mercy we thank you for the honor and the opportunity to hand over this beautiful girl to you the bible assures us that you are able to keep that which is committed unto you against that day therefore as a family of faith the house of god we decree and declare in the name of jesus that this baby grows in wisdom in stature and in favor with god and with men we bless you baby praise and we declare you will be far ahead of your contemporaries you will not die before your time in the name of jesus we decree and declare that as for you the lord becomes your portion and your inheritance and that when you attain the age of discretion 
you will willfully hand over your life to the lordship and the leadership of jesus in the name of jesus we declare that you are a blessing and not a curse to your parents we declare that you are a blessing and not a curse to the world in the mighty and matchless name of jesus therefore by the power of the holy spirit and the privilege of priesthood i lay my hands upon this beautiful girl and in the name of jesus we declare her dedicated in the name of the father in the name of the son and in the name of the holy spirit amen and amen congratulations very quickly we'll present the certificate of dedication here this is to certify that praise deborah july Emi, who was born on the 19th of april 2022 is hereby dedicated unto god on this day friday the 16th of december in the presence of her father olorun femi july Emi, and her mother mercy july Emi, and then the people of god we decree and declare that this will serve as a token and a reminder that this child belongs to god and to God alone in Jesus name congratulations thank you let's celebrate them God bless you God bless you pastor Femi and your dear wife and for everyone here who is trusting God for the fruit of the womb whether you are standing for yourself or you are standing for someone please stand whether you are standing for someone or you are standing don't just stand up carelessly you can agree in the spirit make sure if you stand up you are really there's someone specific father in the name of jesus christ i decree and declare by the power of the holy spirit every delay in fruitfulness I decree and declare tonight by the power that raised Christ from the dead let that embargo be lifted permanently let that embargo be lifted permanently no matter how long it has been I declare please help them I declare by the power of the Holy Spirit whether it is as a result of witchcraft or as a result of any biological thing in the name of jesus the son of the living god i declare by the decree of heaven according to the time of life return with your miracle children according to the time of life return with your miracle children according to the time of life return with your miracle children and hear me any human agent that may be behind this pain we command the earth to open and swallow them in jesus mighty name we pray please be seated god bless you acts chapter 2 and verse 42 i just want to charge our hearts very briefly and then we'll get into the session of prayer i don't want us to stay unnecessarily late the Bible says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Amplified will say the apostles, the instructions of the apostles. And in fellowship and 
the breaking of bread please go back to kjv and in prayers four things there were four elements that were captured in their spiritual growth process number one doctrine the instructions of the apostles in righteousness number two in fellowship it's the word koinonia the sharing together number three breaking of bread another word for breaking of bread is unity unity breaking of bread there does not just talk of physical eating alone is just a sense of togetherness unity and then number four prayers this this is the template the apostolic template that was present in the early church that they submitted themselves the bible says continually please keep that scripture so it was not something they did once in a while continually doctrine continually fellowship continually unity continually prayer watch what happened as a result of following this template the next verse the bible says and fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles the church was rich listen now the church was robust not just because the day of pentecost happened the bible says there was an apostolic structure that was given to the church ordinary people did not just rise because they received the baptism of the holy spirit i hope you know that in scripture men like demas men like thomas and all of these people they were part of those who received the holy ghost too but at the end of their life they made a shipwreck of their ministries in various degrees so just because the holy ghost came and just because they were with jesus that was not really the reason why they excelled they subscribe to an apostolic template please listen the key word there is continually that means it was habitual doctrine number one number two fellowship number three the breaking of bread togetherness and then number four prayers it is amazing how that many believers who want to mature and become people of stature in the spirit they will usually guess their way around the things of God so we have those who will choose prayer and they will take their time to pray in hope that that is what will build them alone then there are those who will study scripture uh, sincerely so and then find out that even though they submit to the word their Christian experience is lopsided and there are those who will not pray will not study the word but they will always be where believers are gathered are we together so one, once it has to do with breaking of bread i don't mean maybe dinner or the breaking of bread just fellowship unity you will find them there concerts they are there anything that brings people there but personally you will never find them praying you will never find them studying the word but when anytime they shout amen is in the midst of believers anytime they open their bible is because the church said open to this and that are we together and they find out that even though they seem to be around the church they are in the right place but it seems like their spiritual growth is lopsided then there are those who are given to fellowship fellowship here talks of two things number one it talks primarily of fellowship with the spirit and as powerful as that sounds 
I hope you know that in order of priority, the Bible talks about the apostles' doctrine. Because you see, the Holy Spirit is not the only spirit available, ready and willing to fellowship with you. The moment you assume a posture of fellowship, every spirit that can fellowship with you is attracted to that position. Are we together? Just because you are willing to fellowship does not automatically bring the Holy Spirit alone. The same way, if you buy a car, people are happy and Ambroba is also looking. See, various people, by reason of what you have done, different people are attracted. So, when a familiar spirit sees your readiness, your heart is open, you also attract all kinds of spirits. And it is your understanding of the word of God that helps you to be able to discern what kind of spirit to submit yourself to I, I can tell you this one of the mistakes in our generation is that we know how to access the realm of the spirit but we do not know how to stay with the holy spirit so you will find a mix of the manifestation of spirit and this was a possibility the bible shows how that peter peter spoke by the spirit thou art christ the son of the living god and jesus said flesh and blood has not revealed this to you but my father in heaven he was speaking by the spirit and the next moment jesus rebukes him and says get thee away from me satan he said peter satan has desired that means it was not only the holy spirit who was desiring satan also has desire spirits also have desires the madman in Gadara showed us that spirits desire to stay with humans. And if they have their option, they will cry and say, leave us here. Are we together now? The apostles' doctrine. Number two, fellowship. Number three, breaking of bread, unity. There are people who do not believe in unity. Their Christian experience is in isolation. To the larger things that God is doing in the body. So they cannot verify whether they are working in accuracy. One of the ways to verify your experience is to bring it to the body of Christ. I hope you know that. Because Christ will always be found in the midst of his church. There is no guarantee he will be found in your secret place. But where two or three are gathered in my name. Not because they gathered accurately. The moment they gather in my name, I have committed myself to be there in their midst. So you can verify your experiences when you bring it to church. You can verify your visions, your dreams. You can verify the templates that you are running with. That means if you break away, listen carefully, you break away from unity, corporate fellowship and unity. There is something that can happen to your spiritual life. You will think you are growing, but if you were in the house of God, one message would have helped to bring you to balance. But because you were not there, you are the one supervising your spiritual growth by yourself. You do not know even when you are making it or not or when you delve into error. And many sadly have found themselves in that point. There is no supervision to their spiritual experience and so they dapple into both that which is true and that which is demonic. The house of God is a powerful place. The Bible calls it Mount Zion, Hebrews chapter 2. And the Bible says there are many, many things that happen when you come there. Are we together now? The Bible talks about 
the church of the firstborn the spirits of just men made perfect the innumerable company of angels the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of abel it talks about several things that happen in that zion many more upon mount zion there shall be deliverance and holiness the sons of jacob will possess their possession there are many of us seated right now we have defaulted in one or more of this apostolic template this structure this is why there are different levels of lopsidedness in our spiritual work there are many people who only come to the house of god or come for koinonia when you hear that apostle is coming and so within that time there are many teachings and truths that can make for your balance your building and because it's not there you say i'm still prayerful i'm praying alone in my room i'm studying alone in my room better is one day in your house than a thousand elsewhere and i will dwell that's the part i like in the presence of the lord and abide under the shadow of his wings and i will dwell in the presence of the lord and abide under the shadow of his wings listen there are many things that happen only when we are together no matter how you love god there are certain experiences that are not designed to happen to an individual in your secret place it happens under the corporate anointing jesus said all of you tarry together the holy ghost is not coming on one person i have taught you but all of you remain together the bible says now when the day of pentecost was fully come acts 2 verse 1 the bible says they were together the bible had to emphasize that that state not the place the state of unity contributed to the success of the coming of the holy spirit when they were all with one accord not the, when they were all in one place you can be in one place but not in one accord i hope you know that just being in one place does not mean you are in one accord the bible says they were in one accord and then in one place suddenly always happens when men are in one accord the bible says suddenly suddenly sudden miracles sudden performances sudden manifestations of the spirit always happen when believers are in one accord there came a sound of from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house where they were sitting the bible says they were filled with the holy spirit if they did not attain that state of unity i believe the holy spirit would still have come but it would have produced something that would not reveal jesus you see that because it mattered how the experience of the spirit started all of them must have the same testimony if the holy spirit came on several people in several places there will be several versions of that experience that the devil will capitalize on he did not want to leave individual perception so the holy ghost came on all of them we needed to know how it started so we can know what to connect with unity if the holy ghost came and met peter in the bush met another person in the forest they met three who were there 
you see the confusion that happened the 10 virgins when five went to bring something to get more oil and five were there the door was closed you ask all of them to record their experience you will be misled let me tell you there is a degree of individual perception that can mislead the body there are certain experiences that every believer must be able to say the same thing we may define certain things but there are certain experiences the bible calls them the things that are most surely believed among us so if i ask you for instance how does a believer get born again another person will say just believe in jesus another person can say okay well you must believe and confess when it has to do with these foundational things it is important peter got up to speak and peter gave a, a sound theological presentation both prophetic and theological he said these men are not drunk with wine as you suppose imagine if while he was speaking james said you are stupid the holy ghost came on all of us i we were all taught they kept quiet and they listened it was recorded and the bible says the promise is unto you so we we can verify anybody's experience by going because the the beginning of the outpouring of the holy spirit was in acts chapter 2. are we together we can trace where it started and use their experience based on the integrity of scripture to check and vet what you are having he said this is that notice he used the word of god to verify that spiritual experience that this we are not drunk i know that the manifestation if you depend on the manifestation it looks like disorderliness but let's go back to doctrine this is that jesus taught us something and he began with joel went to david and he said this same jesus whom you have crucified he has now been exalted as lord and christ the bible says when they heard this they were pricked to the heart and they said men and brethren what should we do he said repent for the remission of your sins and then you shall receive of this promise for the promise is unto you your children your children's children as many as are far off even those that the lord will call they gave themselves continually pay attention now to the apostles doctrine to fellowship to breaking of bread and to prayer if all of us are to pray right now and record what we saw or what we had that will depend i don't have a right ordinarily based on your experience to judge you wrong are we together now i don't know what you saw i don't know what you heard but when you come to the house of god and in the presence of the word of god the moment we bring the word of god out i do not care how you believe or perceive your vision or whatever we are able to vet it to make sure we are standing on common ground listen if you do not follow this apostolic template let me tell you what will happen many people will grow in the body of christ but the ministry will not stand strong because there will be different variations of perceptions and perspectives are we together now the early church do you know even though with this template they had to get to a point where paul himself noticed that there was so much confusion and it was this holy ghost thing again as the church began to spread he came to corinth and he saw all kinds of things happen there those who were taking communion and getting drunk you you know what he dealt with you know the, those when you take communion the remaining bread and wafers they were and he said no 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 come on that was what brought this manifestation jesus taught them 
but there are certain things jesus did not teach them it was paul that brought the body of christ to that understanding we never knew that what was happening was the word of knowledge the gift of prophecy it was paul that explained in fact we did not even know about the body of christ it was paul that brought those perspectives now imagine if you said i followed the ministry of jesus now that he's gone i will not come for any conference there is nothing else to learn what will i learn from paul you would never know about the holy ghost the ministry look at the book of ephesians you will never know do you know the entire exegesis of redemption was not taught by jesus it was paul that taught it so if your lecture ended with jesus and from there you now said i don't believe in the house of god my you will carry a dangerous template that would destroy the body of christ paul was not even among the 12. respect that man oh that guy had an encounter and notice the church had to extend their hand of fellowship and Paul said, well, it's not for me to argue with you, but there are some things that have been shown me. I will have to bring it to the apostolic council for vetting. Are we together? Do you know what happened to Peter? When Peter, you know the, the baptism of the Gentiles when they were saved? I hope you know Peter suffered for it. When the church heard that he was mixing with the Gentiles, he said, Peter, are you okay? Did you not learn that salvation is of the Jews? Paul came and said, no, all have sinned. You broke the law, you fell from Adam. All of us. Look at all of the balances, the various dimensions that came. Let me tell you the truth. No matter your personal encounter with God, you will have to submit that encounter to the body of Christ and to scripture to be able to vet it. It is impossible, listen, to have an encounter that the Bible cannot prove. Even if you are the first person to see it, there has to be a revelation of it. This is that. That was the beginning of Peter's message. This is that. Not this is what I assume. It's been written already. Please pay attention. I'm charging your hearts tonight. They gave themselves continually so let's assume that we have two people here all of them had an encounter with jesus went through his three and a half years mentorship and at the end of it they decided that you know what all of this paul the church the apostolic structure to hell with them were not interested i want you to look at everything paul brought to the church and look at what imagine a believer without the pauline epistles what what then is the basis look at paul's exegesis from ephesians chapter one paul began to articulate what happened how that we died in him jesus never told us we died in him no he just said i have many things to tell you those many things were the things paul was saying because he said if i tell you now you cannot bear it the holy ghost that will quicken your understanding because the natural man cannot understand he cannot receive the things of the spirit there are many other things i have to tell you but at this level you cannot bear them how be it when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you there is there are still other dimensions of truth that are needed for your overall stature but be patient tarry while you are waiting for that new level do not compromise on unity you can trust this encounter when you are united. 
Satan will not come and mislead everybody in error. He may lie to you in your room, but come to the house of God. Hallelujah. Paul began to teach us our positional advantage, our oneness in Christ, began to teach about the warfare of the believer. When he came to 1 Corinthians, when he came to the church in Corinth, they were priding themselves having spiritual experiences. And I hope you know charismatic experiences can produce pride. Prophesying and doing the Paul said, nonsense, sit down. Paul, I prophesy, sit down. You people are bringing a lot of disorderliness in the body of Christ. Sit down. And he said, listen, all of these gifts is by the same spirit. And he started categorizing it. Look at Paul. And then after teaching them, he said, thank you for your gifts. But now I show you a more excellent way. Then he goes to 1 Corinthians 13. It was Paul that brought order and said, all things be done decently and in order. Began to talk about stewardship. Began to talk about several things. It was Paul that began to teach about the faith of Abraham. They did not know what Jesus never spoke about anything called the blessing. He did not even speak about justification by faith. Uh -uh. Do you know why I'm teaching you this? The pride of many is that they believe that because they are having personal encounters that come from the place of prayer and the place of their personal study, the corporate gathering of believers for believers to be taught they feel what else after all i have the holy spirit after all i have my bible after all i can pray it is a very dangerous indoctrination there is something you only get in the house of god are we together now i'm i'm charging you with this because many of us are in the habit of ignoring corporate gatherings Corporate gatherings is never supposed to happen just when a man of God has come. It is part of the apostolic structure that was given to the body of Christ. There are many things you can have, encounters in the secret, that you may not fully grasp them. But when you come to church, as a man of God is teaching, suddenly light, oh, that you now connect it. The Holy Ghost can connect it. Oh, so that dream I had, now this is the sense to it. Very, very important. Hallelujah. The apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, unity being in one accord and then prayer many believers travel and go for break and by the time they return it's almost as if you are going to ha have to lead them to christ afresh again because they lose the entire apostolic structure when they get up and they leave this environment that is the end of it please listen let me have your attention they waste their time jumping around, returning back to their vomit. And then by the time they come in January, they even forget that believers should pray. They forget that believers should study. They forget the place of intimacy and unity. They forget all of these things. I want to teach you something very powerful. Everybody you see that is matured in the spirit followed this template. Paul was in the wilderness of Arabia for 18 years. He didn't come down and just began to teach. No. He came to the apostolic council and said, listen, there are things that I have, even though they are deep and I trust these revelations, but it's important that you extend to me a hand of fellowship to know that this is an experience with God and we vet it based on the integrity of scripture. Now, I want you to pay attention. 
let me share with you a few things that will bless you number one please write the supremacy of the word of god the supremacy of the word of god the supremacy of the word of god your christian experience will never that's not what i'm teaching on it's just an, an aspect of what i'm i want you to write the supremacy of the word of god please look up the word of god judges all things all spiritual experiences yet it is judged by none no matter how powerful your spiritual experience is it is not worth sharing it is not worth mentoring people with until it submits to the supremacy of the word of god the bible talks about the word of god and the all-surpassing excellency of that word that the word of god has dominion not only in this realm but even in the realm of the spirit john chapter 1 and verse 3 1 to 3 in fact the bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god verse 2 it says the same was in the beginning with god verse 3 it says all things how many things all things were made by him the word and without the word was not anything made that was made please go to colossians 1 and verse 16. colossians 1 and verse 16. let's read together if we can see it ready one to read for by him were all things created the word now the things that are in heaven uh-huh that are in earth visible and invisible whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers all things were created by him and for him look up your christian experience has veered off the zone of safety if you ignore the supremacy of the word of god do not incorporate the word of god as one of those important things it is the foundational basis for the believers growth there are many other elements that will come but you must submit yourself to the word of god why the word of god the word of god is where we find doctrine are we together now yes you learn doctrine when you have access to the word of god you learn the character of god when you have access to the word of god you get to know the promises of god concerning you when you have access to the word of god you get to understand the prophetic blueprint of your world today when you have access to the word of god if you ignore the word of god and its supremacy over your life you allow any other thing to be supreme above the word of god you have veered out of the margin of safety you will be doing many sincere things even many spiritual things but they will not add up to your growth please pay attention is someone hearing now the supremacy of the word of god i never do anything in my life until i vet it and support it with the word of god i don't care what kind of dream i have there must be a scripture that must be able to support what i'm doing in the midst of all of my encounters if you ask me apostle why do you think god is helping this ministry you think i would tell you i had a vision of jesus christ 
thank God for all of those visions. But God was never committed to me because of the visions. There is no place in scripture that God's commitment is based on visions and experiences. God's commitment to the believer is on the basis of scripture. Because the Bible says that he has honored his word even above his reputation. Please listen very carefully. You will never be able to do business with God if you do not understand the supremacy of the word of God. So look up. If I ask you right now, come David Dam, let me use you. Come um, music director, come Hedgerty, come. Three of you, come stand here. Is someone learning tonight? Watch this. Please come, gentlemen. Please stand. Now, these are three believers, all looking very great, smart, amazing, anointed gentlemen. Watch this now. If I ask you, what gives you a guarantee that you will not die and come back next year? let's assume i'm a witch or a wizard and my plan is to kill you tomorrow what gives you the guarantee that in spite of my plan because my confidence is in my access to the realm of the spirit and the realities i have touched and i i know it can work what now gives you confidence to know that in spite of my existence you will still live like i don't exist another vision think again is someone learning maturity in the spirit is not a mystery no your maturity in the spirit has to be gauged against the your stability the level of respect and the honor that you have for the word of god not just believing in it so if i ask this gentleman what makes you think you are going to come back tomorrow and he says i met apostle and he laid hands on me you are right but spiritually you are wrong because apostles laying of hands does not work because he laid hands it only works if there is a scriptural basis for god to be committed in that process are we together this already helps you to honor men but not idolize them because men are only as powerful as the scripture they are standing on listen carefully please believers this is a charge don't just clap and shout make sure you listen you know attentiveness is something we must give ourselves to in the house of god praise god so this gentleman wants to prosper you know what has happened in zaria this year hello look at me from an economic standpoint it looks like things have been very hard now you are seeing this gentleman shining and what gives him the guarantee that wealth and abundance and prosperity will be his portion in spite of the seeming famine in the land I have an uncle in US. That's a joke. How do you risk your life depending on the will of man that vacillates? Is that how cheap your life is? Is someone paying attention? Uh, you, in my description, you'll be finding what you may be doing wrong so that I charge you as you prepare to go home. Many people are bragging and saying, I am matured. Uh, my question is, by what standard? Who vetted you and who rated you? I'm going to prosper. What makes you think you will prosper? I know somebody must give me money. Or I am running a business. And <laughs> you see why we get frustrated? Because the basis of our confidence is not the word of God. The basis of our confidence is all kinds of mundane ideas. When there was famine in the land, the king did not meet the advisors. He went straight to the prophet. 
he said there is you there is a role you have to play about this situation at least you are the closest representation of god if i ask you now let's assume this guy is believing that i'm going to favor him and they ask you what makes you feel that um you will prosper and he says i know apostle he's going to bless me you are wasting your time what if god does not speak to me to bless you it's not about luck it's about being under the leadership of the holy spirit that means there is something you and the holy spirit have to do that now brings me into that situation my refusal to bless you for instance you see that now i'm here i'm holding some money in my pocket and now you are in need and yet i cannot give you because it's not about me and you <clears throat> it's about you and the world i am only a response system to that which is finished listen are you understanding this you can be so close to your helper and yet not be helped because you are too far from scripture it is better to be far from your helper and close to scripture scripture will bring him close to you is someone learning now the dear lady who shared a testimony and said her uncle from wherever got up and sent an alert do you think if you were to ask that lady to choose who will bless her wouldn't she choose somebody close by in zaria where you can collect the cash whoever told you your help is in america don't limit yourself by pegging your help to men i will lift up my eyes onto the hills the bible says from whence cometh my help it's a question he said my help comes from the lord the maker and based on scripture we know it is the word that makes all things were created by him so if i ask you music director what makes you know that you are going to prosper if you tell me i will prosper simply because i think i'm an innocent person prepare to suffer in this wicked and selfish world but if he begins to say things like say unto the righteous it shall be well with them are we together now let them shout for joy that favor my righteous cause yea let them say continually the lord be magnified which had prosperity which had pleasure in the prosperity of his servant that it is god that gives men power to prosper in order to establish his covenant which he had with abraham the bible says god had a contract with abraham all that come from you will serve me and all that i have on earth is given to you there is the god of abraham but there is the abraham of god are we together so you cannot claim the god of abraham until you become the abraham of god the bible says he gave that promise to abraham and his seed the seed being christ then Galatians 3.29 says, And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So when you say Abraham's blessings are mine, there is a verification system in heaven that ensures until Abraham's blessings are only yours in experience. When the God of Abraham is your God and the obedience of Abraham is your obedience. Are we together now? what makes you believe you are going to be favored i think i'm a nice person i don't steal i don't kill no no the giver of favor is god not men favor only comes through men but it comes from god exodus 3 21 and i will give these people favor in the sight i will give i will give 
these people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, it shall come to pass that as ye go, ye shall not go empty. Listen, please believe what I'm teaching you and you will watch your life change in a way that will surprise you. The supremacy of the word of God. I believe the word of God more than any experience, more than anything. Why do I know your life will be blessed? Because you are anointed. You're not exactly so. The Bible gives me an assurance that everywhere I come in the midst of God's people, he is there. And when God is there, there are all kinds of things that happen. Even the basis for my receiving the anointing and being confident about the ministry of the anointing is because the scripture says so. It is a risk to live in today's world downplaying the word of God. You can die like a chicken and waste your life and destroy your destiny. Please hear me, ladies and gentlemen. Your life, your family, your ministry, your everything is at the mercy of number one, your honor to the word of God. And number two, your believing it. The greatest proof of honor for scripture is to know what is written there. You do not have honor for scripture if your heart is not open to learn. Hallelujah. Now, this is a worship minister that God is living, lifting to sing his praises to the nations. If I ask you, Dave, and I say, what makes you believe that the nations will sing the praises of his majesty through your voice and through your sounds? You can't say because some producer in America likes me or because people like my song. Have you not seen them like somebody's song today and hate it tomorrow? What makes you believe that we will like your song today, tomorrow, and next week? The Bible says in Deuteronomy 28 from verse 1 and 2, It shall come to pass, if thou shalt diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord, to do and observe all that I command you these days, that in your Bible, that the Lord your God will set thee on high, above how many? Not above Africa, not above Europe, not above America, above all the nations of the earth. And then it says, all these blessings shall come upon you and shall overtake you. So if this man believes this, because he has believed it, watch this now, and he has placed his faith on God and counted him true, declaring this and walking in keeping with the conditions that activate this promise there is no power in existence even if he's in one room he can begin to rejoice as though he's standing at a global stage because the word of god is an elevator it will shift everything and take you until you get to the place where the word says you will get to do you believe that now yes the supremacy of the word of god gentlemen ladies from today let the basis of your confidence not be any other thing outside of the word of god why will you not die joshua selman for the bible declares i shall not die but live and declare is that true the works of the lord number two it says death and life are in the power of the tongue so you will not find me speaking death i will be programming death upon my life number three honor your father and your mother in the lord that it shall be well with you this is why a stubborn and disobedient generation will always keep perishing for nothing 
the Bible says that it, your days will be long and it shall be well with you. You don't want your days to be long and it is not well with you. What are you living for? You will pray for death by yourself. For instance, after the church is taken away, those who are left behind will have long life, but it will not be well with them. The Bible said they will go to the mountain and pray that it will fall upon them. Are we together? Those who commit suicide have the gift of life, but they are ready to end it because it is not well with them. Long life is useless when it is not well with you. You need long life and you need it to be well with you. Are we together? Forever this ministry is hinged upon the word of God. It will be a risk to tie this ministry to myself. It will be a risk to tie this ministry to visions as powerful and potent as they are. I have brought them under the authority of scripture. This is the basis of our confidence. Let me tell you the truth. If Christ tarries 30, 40, 50 years from now, like our fathers have shown us, we will still be standing declaring this word. And it will be from glory to glory. Why? Not because of us, but the excellency of that which is written and the jealousy of the God that defends what is written. Is someone learning? So start getting out of superstitious Christianity and start settling with the word of God. For some of you, you need to go right now and write the various aspects of your life and start looking for relevant scriptures. Take your eyes away from my father, my mother, my uncle. Doesn't mean to respect them. They are channels. Listen, if I'm pouring foil from a jerrycan through a funnel to another jerrycan, if you begin to love the funnel and hate the the jerrycan that is pouring it, are, are you wise doing that? Even if the funnel spoils, the jerrycan is still there. You can change another funnel. But if you hold a brand new, even if it's a golden funnel, if there is no jerrycan that is full, emptying itself to the one that is not full, you are wasting your time. Men of God are like channels. Every other thing are like channels. Our relevance is simply because we have opened up ourselves to receive from heaven and that it flows through us to the people. Is someone learning? The supremacy. Thank you, gentlemen. Number two, write it down, please. I hope you are learning. Number two, the ministry of prayer. Just building on this apostolic structure to help us understand the ministry of prayer. Luke 18:1, he spake a parable to the end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Please write it down. Prayer is part of the apostolic structure that was given to the believer that helps in the maturity of the believer in Christ. That means as wonderful as the word is, there is something that prayer does to the believer that makes the word of God come alive. The word of God will remain a ritual except and unless you engage it with the ministry of prayer. Jesus was the word himself. You would think he should not pray, being that he was the word incarnate. But the word prayed. Not once, not twice. The word, already the incarnate of the father, prayed habitually. 
that means the word as powerful and foundational as it is the power that is in the word is released in the place of prayer somebody say prayer please shout it say prayer there is no matured believer I know who has access to the grace of God in undeniable dimensions that has ignored the ministry of prayer. Many believers do not pray. I'm talking of prayer that translates to edification, not just need-driven prayer. There is a dimension of prayer that is to solve your needs. Give us this day our daily bread. But there is prayer when jesus was teaching them that kind of prayer you will finish that prayer in five minutes because god is faithful to his word but we're talking about traveling until your spirit man is strengthened traveling until you are able to access levels of discernment and power in the spirit you must commit to spending time praying there are many of us who never pray past five ten minutes and while the timing of prayer is not really where the power lies. It is impossible to pray efficiently, ignoring the timing factor. Are we together? The real power in prayer is in that opportunity to fellowship until the exchange happens. But the truth is that it takes time to generate power. Even if you are flying a supersonic jet, it will still take time before you get to America provided you are under the sun it takes time it takes time you must learn how to pray there are families that don't prioritize prayer there are individuals that don't prioritize prayer listen thank god for prayer band i'm coming there i spoke about unity but you see what you bring to that united fold is the strength of what you have from your secret place are we together now yes the ministry of prayer engaging to pray with understanding the bible does not show it directly as a doctrine but based on scripture bible calls certain times the hour of prayer is that true that it was during the hour of prayer peter and john went to pray they had what they call the hour of prayer now your hour of prayer does not have to be afternoon does not have to be night does not have to be morning but it must be there you are not serious if you do not have the hour of prayer someone say the hour of prayer the word hour there just means the time dedicated for prayer it doesn't just mean one hour because let me tell you, there are times that the Holy Spirit will stretch with you. There are seasons where God will be working on you. And that one hour, you will even spend it just hearing instructions first before you start praying. Is someone learning? Prayer. You lock up yourself. You can, listen, you are given the liberty to walk with the Holy Spirit to create your hour of prayer. So don't say it has to be morning. It has to be night. There are just preferable times based on the activities of men. Usually spending time in the morning gives you an edge because your day is not busy. Your mind is still open, but it's not a ritual. And then of course at night time, everybody is rested. Your phones are largely silent and you can, con you can make contact with God. But let me give you an assignment. Go and with 
diligence create an hour of prayer make it a ritual but with understanding for someone your hour of prayer can be in the night when everybody sleeps because you are busy during the day you can mumble tongues while you are walking across the street but i mean dedicated time lord i am here for you you don't eat breakfast in the night you don't eat lunch in the evening there's late lunch but supper release in the evening they have timings for them is that true once it is one o'clock you don't call it breakfast again you call it lunch even if it is food the hour of prayer commit to prayer commit to prayer i spoke to you about the supremacy of the word of god now the ministry of prayer lock up yourself and pray lock up yourself and pray now look up please i hope that next year we'll have the time you are not really praying if your prayer is not word-based the moment you are not praying in tongues every other thing you are saying is nonsense if it's not consistent with scripture that's why i said many believers are not praying many believers are talking many believers are spending time but many believers are not praying based on the definition of prayer what gives credence and value to prayer is its word compliancy is that true you can stand before god and lament you are in need of his mercy but not solutions yet because if your solutions must come in prayer it must be word based watch this the bible says to bring forth your strong reasons to present your cause when you go to the place of prayer and you are praying father answer me now i've been praying i've been asking you all kinds of things one hour so we are convinced that you are praying that is not prayer listen god loves everybody but you must understand that he submitted himself to his word so his compassion can make him touch with the feelings of your infirmity but only his word moves him to action are we together now this is very important father in the name of jesus i bless you because the bible says say to the righteous it is well therefore i decree and declare upon that fact that it is well with me it is well with everybody in my house now you are praying in the name of jesus i declare that no weapon fashioned against me will prosper and that every tongue, uh, tongue that rises up against me it will fall in judgment i decree and declare by the power of the holy spirit there are many people who are doing what they believe is prayer the same way you see students writing exams somebody say more papers more uh, what they, answer sheet and you will even be intimidated you are finished and you will even be the highest but you are saying what is this guy writing else and you see the person writing writing and still get zero so you are wondering now what well, i'm not being sarcastic just to show you you are seeing what this guy is doing much extra paper and you are writing and you are writing and you are writing and at the end of it pto you turn again all for question one it is the lecturer that will tell you what you have been doing for some all have you seen lecturers that all that they will just put one big question mark and put half that's what you got because as as energetic as that process was you did not meet the demands see let your prayer life be effective press for efficiency there is a consolation to your prayer life when your prayers are answered 
the scribes and the Pharisees were people given to prayer. But when Jesus began to teach on prayer, he was correcting many things they were doing. He said they think that they will be answered. They were frustrated even though prayerful. The scribes and the Pharisees were not prayerless. Those who said, teach us according to Luke's synoptic account. He said, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. It was not an issue of prayerlessness. It was an issue of efficiency in prayer. Your prayer is efficient until the word of God gives it life. It's inefficient. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I'm praying for my father or my mother lord i decree and declare in the name that is above all names the bible says say to the righteous it shall be well therefore i declare that it is well with them now god can swing into action because what you are saying is not a lie we are going to get to the ministry of the holy spirit and you'll be learning that the holy spirit is not the spirit of lies or error he's the spirit of truth that means everywhere you want to know where the holy spirit is look for where truth is he does not just bring truth he lives in the atmosphere of truth sanctify them by thy truth thy word is truth hallelujah very important prayer generate energy spend time praying in the spirit and when you pray in the spirit, then you now begin to pray. Pray from a standpoint of the believer's victory. Look at me, please. Look at me. When you pray and declare, it is important. Your mentality affects the quality of your prayer. Are we together now? You are praying from a standpoint of a victorious believer, making petitions as a protocol to receiving. The Bible says in Mark 11 and verse 24, it says, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that thou receivest them and thou shalt have them. There is a protocol to prayer. This is the confidence, he says, Apostle John was teaching us. This is the confidence we have in him that when we ask anything, please look for that scripture for me. The key expression is according to his will, not according to our desire. When we ask anything, this is the confidence that we have, not John. Go to send the John's epistle now, not the gospel. And this is the confidence we have. First John um, 4, yes, 14. Thank you. And this is, let's read it together. One to go. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything, help me, according to his will. This is his will. The will of God is revealed in his word. Are we together now? When we ask anything, you can replace that statement and you will not be in error. This is the confidence we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his word, he heareth us. It is an error to believe God hears everybody. No. From his omniscience and omnipotence, everybody, the word here means attend. Between your, your petition and your being heard for attention is the will of God. Everything resides around the jurisdiction of his will. Is someone learning now? No wonder we pray a lot of things and they are not answered. Do you know why? Because we are just praying superstitious prayers. Father, what is my own is my own. That is a very, 
that is a very very nigerian prayer very african prayer but when you look at the word of god what is your own is your own is true what is the scriptural explanation to that that's all the realm of the spirit cares for are we together now yes if you can support it with scripture then no problem the realm of the spirit honors you as simple as what i'm telling you is you will keep dissipating energy and be frustrated why am i praying and nothing is happening we need to check what you are calling prayer when you go back home when you go back to your various stations teach believers how to pray teach believers how to pray teach believers how to pray jesus in responding to their request for him to teach them how to pray he said when you pray after this manner pray therefore our father which art in heaven i have taught on it listen to it the word our father means you must come to him knowing that he's your supply abba your only source and sustainer that means if you are coming to god in prayer and you have plan b there are many fathers you must come knowing that there is one lord there is one faith abba right which are in heaven that means he's in a realm that is not physical it will require faith for you to be able to operate there he says hallowed be your name that means come with the spirit of reverence are we together and then when you come take note of the fact that god operates dimensionally even though he's the god of all flesh and then he says thy kingdom come and thy will be done then he begins to speak give us this day and so on and so forth many believers are not praying effectively is the reason why it does not work for us from today may your prayer life change as a principle when you want to pray especially when you want to address matters in your life be praying in tongues first while you put together scriptures that re that reflect what you want to say are we together now yes i want to pray for a job oh god i'm here again I've been talking to you it's as if you are not even hearing me is it that you are father or you are not my father and later it turns from prayer to worry you just sit down somewhere and your door is locked and many people think oh this person must be traveling no. what is the basis what is the scriptural backing for the prayer for a job you see i just know that god will give no no My children will not be stubborn. My children will not fail. Based on what? In the name of Jesus. Father, help my children. In Jesus' name. What does the Bible say? Find where it is written about the safety of your children. Is someone learning? Every time you are praying, make sure you are not outside of the word of God. Find relevant scriptures and then begin to pray. Very quickly. Um well our time is gone so let me just talk about the ministry of the holy spirit and then we'll get into the prayer and we'll wrap up i may not have the time to talk about the unity of faith but the holy spirit hmm. your spirit opens to me the treasures of your word and i will forever sing your praise your spirit opens to me the treasures of your word 
I will forever sing your praise. I will sing, I will sing of the wonders of your word. I will sing out for joy. Hallelujah. Look up, please. Jesus began his discussion on the Holy Spirit officially in John 14, John 15, John 16. Theologically, from John's synoptic account, Jesus began to talk about the Holy Spirit as the comforter who the Father will send. Hallelujah now. When we get to John chapter 16 and verse 12, John 16 and it says, I have many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. 13. How be it when he, he had given them a few things about that he, are we together? But when he, the spirit of truth is come, that means he was not yet there in them. It says, but he will guide you into all truth. How many truth? All truth. And he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you the things to come. Please look up. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is very important. I have spoken to you about the supremacy of the word of God, the ministry of prayer. Let me wrap up teaching you the ministry. Just a charge I'm giving you to help our hearts even as we live the ministry of the holy spirit who is the holy spirit for many of us the holy spirit is a dove for other people the holy spirit is water other people the holy spirit is candle other people the holy spirit is a mantle maybe a handkerchief or something a man of god prayed for that you carry the holy spirit is none of these there is nowhere in scripture where the bible says all those are the holy spirit they are expressions of him his power can be a conduit through those things. But the Holy Spirit is none of that. The Bible teaches us very clearly according to scripture that the Holy Spirit is God. Are we together now? Then the Bible lets us know, watch this now, that the Holy Spirit has a tripartite ministry. Let me do a one minute crash course for you. I have taught this. The first ministry of the Holy Spirit is to the entire creation. The Holy Spirit does not have a ministry to Christians alone. The Holy Spirit is the life-giving force of creation. That means plants, animals, animate and inanimate things as we know, as biological as they look, we draw the Holy Spirit from the earth and nothing lives again. It was his presence that guaranteed life over every other thing. The recreation of earth, Genesis chapter 1 from verse 2 and there was darkness and void is the word tohu wabohu there was darkness upon the face of the deep and the bible says the holy spirit moved there was no mention of life until the holy spirit was revealed are we together and then creation or recreation now began because of his presence the holy spirit listen the plants the animals the rivers the oceans everything you see the reason why you can sit down and watch a river and it reminds you about God is because there is something about the life of the spirit that is there. Everything that is of God must carry the signature of God somewhere. You can sit under a tree and just watch animals and plants and say, my God, how great thou art. If the Holy Spirit's life force is not at work, you will never even be able to remember God. 
so the holy spirit's first ministry is to the entire creation he is the life-giving force biology plant science and all of that we at best we have been able to reduce to atoms molecules and all of those kinds of things and you know we reduce everything to energy energy is our final bus stop in an attempt to describe the realm of the spirit and the life of god and we are right because we are limited are we together everything reduces to matter and energy but i can tell you deeper than that only the holy spirit can continue that lecture that's where science stops we call it energy and we're not wrong but that energy you see is that life the life of god number two the second ministry of the holy spirit is to unbelievers the bible says when he comes he will reprove the world of three things of sin of righteousness and of judgment the holy spirit has a ministry to unbelievers watch this every time you are preaching the gospel and declaring and the holy spirit is convicting unbelievers they don't just stand up many people do not know what happens in the realm of the spirit for a person to be called an unbeliever is more than being a bad person is more than being a drunkard is more than being a smoker it is that that person is in chain under the yoke of satan and by the foolishness of the preaching of the gospel through the ministry of the holy spirit while the word of god is coming the spirit of god is breaking those chains the bible lets us know that there are two laws that operate in men romans chapter 8 and verse 1 it says uh, how does he put it now it says there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in christ jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit verse 2 says for the law of the spirit of life in christ jesus hath set me free from the law of sin and death so there is the law of sin and death every sinner without exception as no matter how physically nice they look they are under the grip of the law of sin and death paul calls it the bondage of corruption that the entire creation by reason of adam's fall has been subject to are we together now so the holy spirit's assignment is to bring reproof to bring conviction and then by the word of faith that the person declares to be safe according to romans chapter 10 from verse 8 to 10 there is a translation from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of god's dear son it says for with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the lips the mouth confession is made unto the word soteria salvation whosoever calls upon the name of the lord the holy spirit has been mandated by the integrity of the word to respond to anybody who calls upon the name of the lord from their heart declaring it with their mouth salvation must be ministered to them if it is in truth they can declare with their mouth and not believe in their heart salvation is not administered but once they believe in their heart that jesus died that he was raised by the glory of the father and verbalize it in confession the bible says they are saved now the holy spirit has a third and final ministry to believers and his ministry to believers is tripartite listen carefully his ministry to believers is tripartite number one the first ministry of the holy spirit to believers is to activate your organs your spiritual organs of interaction with the realm of the spirit the bible calls it being alive unto christ because the natural man cannot receive the things of the spirit 
it does not make sense from a natural man's standpoint when you are discussing spiritual things it sounds like gibberish and a lecture of fanatics you have to be quickened and activated by the spirit for spiritual things to make sense to you the first assignment of the holy spirit to one who is now saved is activating that quickening that work of regeneration is someone learning now and then number two the second assignment of the Holy Spirit is enlightenment, revelation. He grants you access to comprehend the mysteries of the kingdom. You know what revelation is? Revelation is beyond knowledge. You can have knowledge, but that is not revelation. It is knowledge plus understanding that equals revelation. To know means to be aware of the presence of a reality. To understand means to comprehend the dynamics of making that reality work in your life. So you can know that God prospers. But do you understand how he prospers? You can know God heals. But do you understand how he heals? You cannot say I have revelation until understanding is quickened in you. Many people have knowledge and there is knowledge that can puff up but never produces life. He says, ever learning, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. I know, I know that God lifts. I know that this happens, but you find out that your life becomes barren and unfruitful of results. That's the beautiful song. Thank you, oh my Father, for giving us your Son. And leaving your spirit till your work on earth is done. Respectfully speaking, it will be sheer irresponsibility for Jesus to die and go to heaven, just leaving us like that. His confidence in going to heaven is that the comforter, the paraclete was coming. Few days after his departure, he said, Tarry, he's coming. When he came from that day, he has not left earth. He has been with us, guiding us, opening us up to scripture. He's the one behind the light that comes from scripture. My God, look at a believer who is naive in spiritual things. But now you submit to the ministry of the Holy Spirit and you open this Bible. The Holy Spirit is the interface between your eyes and scripture. He's the one who brings light from scripture. The ministry of the Holy Spirit. Number one regeneration the quickening that deadness spiritually number two revelation knowledge and understanding knowledge means an awareness of the realities of the kingdom that is is earmarked for your rising understanding is comprehending the activation systems you need to know how to activate them that is what equals revelation and then number three his final ministry to the believer is the ministry of empowerment micah chapter 3 and verse 8 or 10 i have power by the spirit verse 8 please truly i am full of power and it is by the spirit the ministry of empowerment what does it mean to be empowered to be empowered means to be engraced to be given the spiritual wherewithal 
the grace that makes for performance, the energizing of the spirit that is now responsible for producing the results. The Bible says, according as his divine power hath given us all things. So all things reside within the office of the power of God. You can believe, but it, makes, it takes power to now make it yours. And let me tell you, that is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So I can believe that God lifts, but it takes power to rise. The Bible calls it power to get wealth. Not intention to get wealth. Not the lecture to get wealth. Through that speaking, Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is, not it has, it is the power of God. That power factor is very important. And we're wrapping up tonight. It's going to be an impartation. And I'm not necessarily laying hands. I'm just speaking over your life by the spirit. Because can I tell you the truth? The Bible says, now that ye know these things, happy are you if you do them. The doing part in the kingdom requires power. This is where the engracing of the spirit comes in. We cannot do spiritual things by the strength of the flesh. For by the arm of flesh, the Bible declares that no man can prevail. Is that true? You know that you are supposed to run a ministry effectively. Knowledge and understanding will stop there. It takes power. Many of us, what we lack in our life is power. Power. When you see someone who has money, you say, this man is powerful. Why are you saying he has powerful? Is it a piece of paper that made it powerful? No. You call it purchasing power. So if I have 1,000 naira, I can walk to a shop confidently. Sometimes I may not even greet the person in the shop. I can just carry one buns and I'm just eating and the man says, ah. And he will not talk because when he looks at you and he looks like your pocket is ah, he's happy, you have power. It's up to you to now defend it and bring out that money. Trouble starts when you eat the bonds and you cannot bring out the money. You're not saying, oh, it's, it's, you're joking. You will stay here and make another one. Many of us make bold statements with knowledge. We stand and we dare life. Poverty, what do you think you are? Say, ask your grandfather. You're asking me what I ask your grandfather. Even though it was a reverend or it was whatever, ask your grandfather. Failure, who do you think you are? But it takes power. How shall these things be? Luke chapter 1 and verse 34. The angel said on, Mary said verse 34. It says, how shall these things be? How shall I be the one that will rise in my family? How shall I be the one to be lifted? The Bible already said it. By my interaction with the ministry of the word, I know that it is written that I will be exalted above all the nations of the earth. Is that true? And that all these blessings shall come upon me. Now, I want to make it a reality in my life. That one is no longer the ministry of lecture. It takes power. Someone shout power. power. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That is truth from God's word. But when you stand before a sick person, just telling him the Bible says, wonderful, it takes the flow of power. Are we together? You shall lift this and take it here. I know access has been given to me to lift this and take it there. You are right. Everybody claps for you for having that knowledge. Now lift it. 
So you come here and say, I know, I know I'm not lying. You are not lying, but the thing is not moving. Because the power to make it happen is not there. This is what someone has come to receive as we wrap up this year. Power. Power to be a witness. Acts chapter 4 and verse 33. The Bible says, and with great power gave witness. The apostles witness with great power. It took great power, not great oratory. Peter was one who was given to sound speech. But in the presence of darkness, it was not a time of discussion. You can receive all the training when you are in the, you are in the bush. But when you stand before Pharaoh, that's not the time for discussion. Some of you will be going home. And let me tell you the truth. The things that you will go and meet at home, if you do not carry power back home, you will join them in lamentation. And they will say, so why did you come here now? We thought your coming would be a blessing. How shall these things be? Seeing, give it to us please, Luke 134. How shall these things be seen that I know not a man? That means the normal procedure for this thing, I do not have that privilege. And then Gabriel replies, the Holy Ghost. Please keep, up, keep that scripture. The Holy Ghost shall come upon you and you will not just stop there. And the power of the highest, not the power of the lowest, the power of the highest shall overshadow you. The power of the highest shall overshadow you the power of the highest shall overshadow you that as you are going home you are not carrying your bag alone you are overshadowed endued with power acts chapter 1 and verse 7 and 8 it says will you at this time restore the nation of israel he said it is not for you to know the times that the father has kept within his care acts chapter 1 from verse 8 but you shall receive after that the holy ghost is come that means every time you see the holy ghost among the things to expect from him is power don't waste his presence every time you see him say the bible told me when you come you don't come alone watch this when you see a postman or you see somebody jumia or uh, what was uh, conga or all of these people when they come to deliver something the moment you see a car conga you start laughing is that true because there is something the bible says every time you see the holy ghost celebrate his presence but don't leave him to go back alone without giving power because he's the career the administration of spiritual power resides within the office of the holy spirit not the father not jesus the spirit of god is the spirit of power power to rise power to thrive power to remain that when anybody is going down you stand afloat it takes power even concerning wealth it can take intelligence and value to have money but it is strong men that retain please listen many of you here are in ministry many of you here your life is in need of power. I open to you this ministry. Remember, I started by talking about Acts chapter 4 and verse uh, 2 and verse 42. 
all of these things and then i decided to tie up these things for you i wanted to talk on four but we'll leave the fourth because of time the ministry of the word becoming the basis now listen the power of god is only administered within the jurisdiction of the will of god that means outside of the will of god the power of god is inert the power of god is only authorized to function when it is within the jurisdiction of the will of god in fact the primary assignment of the power of god is to bring you into the will of god casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of christ and bringing every thought to the obedience that's the word that all things must be headed up in christ that means anything in your life that is outside the will of god what is the will of god outside what the word of god says should be is in need of power if your finances is not responding the way the word of god which is the will of god says should be you need power the power of god power is not just about falling down and standing up power is the ability to produce results results are governed by an ability if your power does not produce results it is not power listen it says you are the salt of the earth then he says something very interesting he says but it is possible that salt can lose its saltiness not its color not its shape but its impact it can look like salt but to the taste you find out it has lost and that every time it loses its saltiness it is good for nothing but to be thrown afoot and trampled over. There are many people bragging about power. We check power by the result it produces. When you tell me you are holding a key, stand before a door before I trust you. Don't stand in the open air and be waving a key. Let me see the door that key opens. The value of your key is its ability to open a door. If you keep parading a key and it cannot open any door, you are holding a dead key. You are only holding a load and a luggage on your hand. It's time to verify whether what you are carrying is authentic power. Because if it is power, it should produce results. Genuine, authentic power. Listen, I want you to be tired of where you are and say, Lord, I need there, there has to be power is the ability to produce results not the ability to talk about results not the ability to describe results the assignment of power is not to describe results the assignment of power is to birth, to produce, to make manifest results. Someone pray everywhere. In the next five minutes, let's pray in the spirit. Give your destiny dedicated attention as we pray. The ministry of the Holy Spirit bringing empowerment, 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 empowerment. 
tarry until you be endued with power i gave you knowledge already i gave you understanding but there is still something wanting tarry 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 until ye be endued please help them tarry until ye be endued with power the situation in our lives our families require power the supposed reign of darkness requires power take a minute or two to pray those in the overflows please make sure you are praying this is the apostolic structure that was given to the believers the supremacy of the word of god the ministry of prayer the ministry of the holy ghost activating your organs in the spirit bringing light and illumination revelation and empowering you to defend the things that you know hallelujah 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 i was watching a video some time ago of a.a allen i've watched it i watched it many years ago but i just stumbled across the video again and he was narrating how that he prayed sincerely for the power of god he said he knew many things he could not defend in truth and one day he got angry and he told his wife he said honey i'm going to lock this door and please do not open it i need to ask god some questions i need authentic spiritual power and he locked himself and according to him he said he prayed until power landed from heaven see let me tell you power never arrives without you knowing if you are still doubting it has not come when genuine power rests upon you huh? genuine power is like standing in front of this AC and not feeling anything it's a lie on the day of Pentecost there was not one person who said you guys have received I'm not sure if me have gotten all of them knew they had we are the only ones doubting whether it has come please hear me then the bible teaches watch this now the bible teaches that the engracing of the spirit can be multiplied in the life of man ezekiel 47 that the the ministry of the spirit and his power can be likened to a river and that it has several levels don't say you are powerful in the presence of which result which challenge hallelujah he brought me again to the east side he measured a thousand cubits there are many of us some measure of power has come but it is clear that you have left the realm of the validity of that level of power because everything in front of you now the level of power that works in you cannot solve that problem it's time to contend for something potent something real something solid this is my assignment few minutes we're going to trust god you have to be angry this this is this these are the things i do in the secret i pray and i say lord 
yesterday's challenges may suffice for yesterday's level of grace and anointing and power acts chapter 10 and verse 38 it says how god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy ghost and with power hallelujah listen look up please how do you know power has come the only way to know that power has come is number one by faith but number two when it is tested in the presence of any obstacle that is antichrist you know the strength of the power you carry when you stand in front of any door and any obstacle that is inconsistent with the will of god if the disciples never stood before the sick if they never stood before the jerusalem council to speak they would never know the kind of power that they had the bible says the apostles with great power they gave witness of the resurrection and great grace was upon them all some of you here are ministers of the gospel let me tell you end time ministry that ends as a lecture you will waste your time people don't have that kind of patience again the problems they have in their life bar is looking for authentic results and by results i'm not just talking of falling down and standing up okay we honor the ministry of the holy spirit but listen if you stand before a door with a key and that key cannot open the door you are only holding a luggage in your hand there are keys that are very small but you know how powerful they are when you stand in front of a door a key watch this now a key that you can put in your pocket can stop you as big as you are from entering a house because you you threw it away you can stand from morning till night that small key can paralyze your entire activity for the day because it is not there and you will see a mature person looking checking all kinds of places but when you find it you start rejoicing because doors don't answer to tears they answer to keys crying in front of a door is a waste of time is someone ready to pray now the next prayer before i pray for you every aspect of your life that is not working cry for power genuine power from heaven the engracing, the ability of the spirit. Authentic power is validated by the result it produces, not the result it explains, not the result it describes. Authentic spiritual power. Alika Parakatoshka Frakatebeleka Parusia Father, in this final service pray and cry for grace indeed hallelujah hallelujah look up please in physics
in physics we define we define your ability to have done any work by watch this the power that is expended with respect to time is that true that means that you are not able to do anything if there is no power even if you have time you need both power ability energy and time for it to be said that any work is done this is true and this is how it is even spiritually many of us have time but nothing is accomplished in our lives because that force that energy that ability of the spirit to make your time profitable is not there some of you are about to return home you don't know the challenges that are waiting for you don't go with sympathy go with power the ability of the spirit to go and change all of these things now you are doing the works of the kingdom he says i must walk the works of him you cannot do the works without power even if you have time hallelujah for as long as i live i will never ignore the ministry of power i know what the power of god can do i know what the power of god has done without power there is no ministry hallelujah and in describing energy scientifically we say there are all kinds of all kinds and forms of manifestations of energy sound energy mechanical energy is all energy it is the mode of operation that just changes you see that is how the power of god is that's how it works for someone the power of god can when it rests upon you you will call it favor but it is really power for someone when it rests upon you you will call it wisdom but it's really power for someone when it rests upon you you will call it speed but it's really power the same power that is used energy that is used to press your cloth is the same energy is just converted science tells us that energy like matter cannot be created nor destroyed but it can assume many forms from one form to the other the most important thing is to have it if you have electricity in your house you can iron on one hand it will make iron hot and it will make your fridge cold it is still the same electricity are we together so in one part of your house it is cold minus something decrease and in another part of your house by the same electricity it is hot and you are ironing your clothes in another part of your house there are lights changing colors by the same electricity for many of us there we are limited in our lives because the electricity is not there you are just buying fridge buying television and plugging them into nothing tonight you have come to access genuine power in the name of jesus the son of the living the beauty of the gadgets in your house is if there is electricity you buy whatever you buy in your house the potential cannot be revealed and that house is like your life the word of god has produced all kinds of beautiful things the word of god by wisdom he said through wisdom a house is built by understanding it is established and by knowledge the house is filled with every pleasurable thing 
but it is by power that all those things are activated your potential cannot be seen you are a great man of god but you still look suspicious because that power component is not there you are a great businessman full of ideas when you speak to people they can use your idea and rise but the power to turn your ideas let's pray we have to wrap up let me pray for favor this favor thing the power of God hallelujah I'm seeing rain falling this is what I'm seeing I, I just said favor and I just saw that rain father let it fall I don't know who must receive this grace but I stretch my hands in the name of Jesus Christ you came for an impartation koinonia receive that grace right now receive that grace right now receive that grace right now the power of God that translates favor 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 in Zaria favor in Abuja favor in Joss favor that is not location dependent receive that grace receive that grace I prophesy it and I release it upon you favor that is not location dependent that everywhere you are by the spirit of grace let it come upon you you will be surprised to see what favor is able to do in your life oh yes i tell you there is favor if it's not in your life it is not there i say it again koinonia i impart upon you that grace for favor I impart upon you that grace for favor. 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 Let it speak. I give the favor on your life a voice. Let it speak. I give the favor on your life a voice. Let it speak. Calling help us. Let it speak. Giving you access at the gates. In the name of Jesus Christ. Favor that does not speak is not favor. Let it speak. That grace is still coming on someone. I give favor a voice in your life. No matter how silent it is, when you step there, may the voice of favor start speaking. Calling help us. Speaking. Calling help us. In the name of Jesus Christ. Ala barakat sabranda gebelago sobrosko balikata. Tafrate sabele katosi. Hallelujah. Look at me. Please listen. Listen. There's a serious impartation happening here. Listen. Let me define for you what honor is. I want to pray that grace upon you. You know what honor is? Honor is what is responsible for blessing and rewarding you to match the perception of your true worth you see 
by the time honor is not on your life huh? you will never have um reward credited to you to match the spiritual investment the intellectual investment there are many people being shortchanged in life they are valuable but they do not have the grace for honor honor will insist that you are rewarded to match the level of your sacrifice listen i have seen people who are diligent in ministry in business with integrity to a fault but because the grace for honor is not on them the world does not perceive them to match the true worth of their sacrifice and thou shalt take aaron in whom is the spirit he says joshua and he says thou shalt lay hands on him and impart the spirit on him he says and thou shalt put some of thine honor upon him so that the nation of israel will listen to him people do not listen to you just because you have what to say people listen to you because there is a grace for honor listen this is the cure for shame i'm saying it because i want to pray for you there are many gifted people in the body of christ whose lives is is a testament of shame because there is no honor honor is the key to visibility when the grace for honor is upon you it's impossible impossible to be relegated to be hidden no when that grace is upon you it's like the star that signified where jesus was jesus was not the one shouting and saying you better come oh i am here that star the magi with gold frankincense and myrrh they kept following that star till it got to the place where jesus was believe me i know what i'm saying you should know that by now father i don't know whose life here has been overpowered by shame that when people see your life the testimony is ichabod people look at you and say what happened to you why were you like this for some of you today I, I don't mean in a competitive way but some of you look at maybe your classmates and people you knew and you have to run away because your life is a is a shadow it's like your yesterday was by far better than your today you keep admiring yesterday because there is nothing happening today whereas the bible says the path of the just is as a shining light that shines ever brighter i pray for you in the name of jesus may that grace from the depth of my heart may that grace for honor rest upon you now may that grace for honor rest upon you now and with that grace find visibility find visibility may your world know you are there may your world know what you carry and may they come to take advantage of the investment of the spirit upon your life the bible puts it this way it says where you have been deserted so that no man passes through you i will make you an eternal excellency a joy of many generations I don't know who has gone away from you because it looks like your life seems to be a 
a an example of reproach in the name of jesus i declare receive restoration now hallelujah now hear me please i spoke about restoration but i'm about to pray there is truly a grace that restores you know what it means to restore there are three stories in the bible that talk about restoration i will only talk of one of them the story of naaman is not so much a story of healing as it is of restoration the bible talks about a man who was valiant but that he was leprous and you see the thing with leprosy is that everybody knows there are things when you carry it is only you that knows but not leprosy there is no way to hide leprosy you can hide headache you can hide maybe some blood disease the woman with the issue of blood no one needed to know it was just because of her weakness and the story if you had seen her you would think she had another thing but it's impossible when you are leprous your flesh the visible part of your destiny it shows immediately the bible says when he came to the prophet the prophet said listen to me if you want cleansing you are going to go and dip in jordan seven times the bible says when he dipped he dipped he dipped he dipped something happened to him that did not happen to the ten lepers the ten lepers were healed but they were not cured only one person returned to say thank you and jesus now gave him what naaman got are we together now leprosy is a reproach more than a sickness are we together when god through the prophet wanted to cause um gehazi leprosy came on gehazi it was not so much about his health is that an embargo was put on him everybody who saw gehazi would know that something is wrong leprosy i've read my bible a bit i never find anywhere there are certain miracles the bible says jesus healed some not leprosy everywhere he saw leprosy everywhere he saw blindness are we together now everywhere he saw madness that which affected the mind that which affected the eyes and that which affected dignity the assignment of leprosy is like a reproach remember when job was in his situation people looked at him and they would nod their head and go away but the bible says when he dipped the seventh time something happened watch this the bible says his skin he didn't say he was healed his skin became like that of a baby what is it in a baby's skin newness freshness why do you like a baby there is no old baby you see that every time you see a baby there is a signature of freshness just from the womb even if the baby will be leprous later on at least as much as we know there is freshness i want to speak over someone this somebody there are people here carrying that spiritual leprosy how do you know leprosy represents reproach that which makes people to run away from you because it looks like there is an infection you know how you run away from someone that has some kind of communicable disease during covid people were not even allowed to see their loved ones if your loved one had covid they were taken to the isolation center even if they died you were not given a chance to pay your last respect 
reproach 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 those who were reproached in the days of jesus when they stayed outside of the gate one of the characteristics of reproach is that you are never in the moment you are always kept and you watch from afar if people were coming close to them they were mandated to shout unclean unclean that means don't touch me people with you know reproach by loneliness nobody's ready to come and partner with you to do anything in the name of jesus every embargo of leprosy reproach over your life your ministry your family it comes to an end right now it comes to an end right now help them please it comes to an end right now reproach that came from january february march april may june july august september october november now december i declare that reproach is rolled away from you hallelujah do you know something about leprosy look at how leprosy swallowed up the achievements of naaman naaman was a great man but the bible killed everything with one statement but i know that you are a great man but i know this is a family that has vibrant men and women but we want to remove that but right now because hear me there are families right now where even if somebody comes and says i want to marry your son or your daughter people call them and say listen be careful i don't know this family but it's like there is a spirit around them i want to take it from your life hear me anything that makes people to run away from you huh? that when good things are coming it looks like councils of ahitophel goes ahead and gives ill advices that reproach i declare by fire from heaven let it get out of your destiny now every family every individual carrying this embargo of reproach i declare liberty for you by the blood of the lamb hallelujah it was bishop oedeko that shared pay attention please that when they started the church the church was not growing in spite of the fact that they were teaching and doing their best and the bible i mean he said one time that they were praying and the holy ghost asked him to come out the holy spirit again and he looked and he saw a cloud of thick layer and he was asked to rebuke it and it rolled away and people started coming can i tell you this i know that this is not a minister's conference but maybe there are people here there is nothing that seems to work it could be ministry but it could be business you see the value of what you do is that men can come to celebrate the hand of god over it don't say it's not about men it is imagine that we came here tonight and it's only the leaders that are here of course we'll do it unto jesus but we'll not be encouraged the joy have you seen a restaurant where the woman can cook and after preparing swallow yam rice all kinds of soups 
they sit down with the children and five hours nobody has come will you be happy if you own that kind of restaurant but how about a restaurant where people are queuing while food is on fire they can't even wait the seat is full and then others are queuing and saying listen for the sake of the the, the level of delicacy we don't want to take a chance lest we come back and someone has taken our bishopric we are staying here there are people who line up with their plates on their hand and they are not embarrassed have you seen restaurants like that and surprisingly some of those restaurants are not in a beautified place they can be outside but as the woman as she's putting the fire to cook the person carries his plate and his spoon and knife and is just talking about football or politics while they wait sometimes for one hour when the table is ready even in the parable that jesus gave he said the house was ready but he said go and bring them and people were giving flimsy excuses someone said i married i just married i need to spend time with my wife another person said i just built a house and when Je when jesus was tired of those flimsy excuses it says go to the highways and byways and compel them it's called anakazo is the compelling power of the spirit there is such an ability that can rest upon an individual that every when the bible says whatsoever he does prospers is because of the presence of forces like anakazo the grace that compels people to come and see what god is doing this woman met jesus and she carried that grace and said come see a man it was not about her oratory there was something about her ability to persuade in the name of jesus everything that has failed in your hands that dies in your hands because those to celebrate it and reward it are not there i release this force of the spirit upon you right now i release this force of the spirit upon you right now i release this force of the spirit upon you right now hallelujah listen solomon as a wealthy king carried that grace and the bible says all the kings from everywhere they started coming to pay homage and there was an arrogant ethiopian woman who would not come called the queen of shiva all other kings came to pay homage and she refused but when she heard about the excellency of solomon's dominion the bible says she had to come bible history tells us that is it takes three years on camel if you are to move to get to that place but strangely she arrived within a span of six months or so and when she got to solomon's temple she spent about six months there it's not that she came in three days and went back when she saw the dexterity what the hand of god had accomplished in the life of solomon how did solomon receive it power to a vision i will give you an understanding heart he didn't say i will give you a lecture there was something that solomon had and it transformed him as a king forget that he later on you know you know declined and all of that but at the height of his reign the queen of sheba brought him gifts the bible says when he was done showing her she had no breath in her and said half of this was not told me half of this was not told me she brought all kinds of gifts and the bible says solomon too gave her all kinds of gifts can i tell you the truth please listen to me 
when the power of God comes upon you it can translate to prosperity now hear me you have been taught here that prosperity is largely based on the law of value and exchange but there are dimensions to these you see where it is through the ministry of men God lives and prospers it is true the reason why business is valuable is because of men I've told you this remove every man on earth leave the oil and gas leave the banks you don't need to be afraid of an armed robber because they are all not here again many of you are here you have businesses but you don't have men many of you are here you have skill and gift but you don't have men men do not come because they want to come they are compelled by power what drew the queen of sheba from ethiopia and she endured the distance without feeling bad until she arrived at solomon's temple is what i want to release upon you that it would draw destiny helpers from everywhere i know what i'm saying i'm telling you believe me on this one i know what i'm saying helpers do not come because they want to come they are compelled by the power of the spirit right now in the name of jesus the grace that god gives men that compels men to come and see what god is doing and that they come like the magi with gold frankincense and myrrh to reward you to support what you represent i decree and declare receive that impartation now receive that impartation now like promise we always say may god put it in the heart of men to come and favor you listen come my dear god can put it in my heart and say bless this lady you see that and if god tells me to bless her i will bless her according to my ability is that true god can either give me an instruction to bless her or if he gives me an instruction the basis of my blessing is obedience whether i like her or not i love god and if he now says i should bless her i now have to check my worth and out of the abundance of it is what i will bless her let me tell you we don't teach this to produce laziness but you will be joking to believe god cannot raise men to sort issues in your life this is true for organizations this is true for people hallelujah and it's not about being a man of god it's about carrying the grace i was preparing you know this morning just to do a lot of things and come and you know this my military people just came and later i turned to the back and i saw Toki. I said, what am I doing with Turkey? I'm leaving tomorrow. What in the world do you do with Turkey and all of these gifts and this? What will I do with it? Yet, I'm not being sarcastic. I eh? don't feel bad. Many, they pass many people on their way to my house. And these same people are saying, oh God, why don't you help me? Please hear me. Don't put your eye on any man and be angry. Nobody's entitled to bless you. It's, a, it's the spiritual dynamics. It is when God compels people, bless this person. And you can just come and say, what are the needs you have in your life? And you can just sort people overnight. 
if you don't believe in this kind of grace it means you are not a christian i'm telling you you will suffer in life till you compromise these kinds of graces are meant for time redemption it takes time to build wealth by dignity so there are systems of advantage that help us while we build hallelujah some of you right now your parents your loved ones were wrapping up your loved ones are actually depending on you because salary is not there is that true and many other things are not there as much as you are even in limbo right now they are actually depending on you to come and help them except you want to be a prostitute or you want to be an arm robber or something of that that demonic sort but if it's with the dignity of kingdom integrity you need to access this grace the gift of men is a grace that can come upon your life and god can just say help this person and that's it help her please let me tell you this ladies and gentlemen please help here watch this can i be very sincere with you who hates you does not matter i have taught you that forget about who hates you but who likes you god can place it in the heart of someone and say for the rest of this person's life make sure he does not cry it's a mandate the same way god will say go and build a church god can connect you to a family and a person release your faith i want some of you kill this unbelief that is your mind is struggling can it actually happen Is there any man in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness, not for his sake, for Jonathan's sake? And they called Ziba. Ziba had 15 sons, but they did not give any of the son anything. They said, go to Lodeba, and there you will find a crippled man called Mephibosheth. Imagine if Mephibosheth was to build his destiny by himself. They carried Mephibosheth and brought him to David. And he said, listen, you are going to eat with me on the table forever. And Ziba, your 15 sons will be farming for this guy. Since he is crippled, what is supposed to be a disadvantage is now the reason why he's in the king's palace. I don't know who has been anointed to locate you even this December and wipe away shame. But I call upon the God of my covenant between now and December 31st in the name of Jesus, the Son of the Living God. May my Paracatoskatia, may my God surprise you. May my God surprise you. May men arise instructed by the Spirit to help you. Families here, you come under the influence of this prophetic word ministries businesses may men arise even strangers to help you may men arise may men arise may men arise difficult things become easy when men show up all blessings come from god through men to men difficult things become easy is it a rent issue is it a house issue is it an equipment issue is it a car issue it is as hard as the absence of men in your life because if men come with men come possibilities i'm saying it again may men alongside their possibilities sent by god may they be sent to your life right now 
hear me every family right now that is an epitome of shame people are saying where is your god you seem to be a christian every week you are in koinonia every week you are in your church every week you are in your business but it looks like nothing is happening listen i want to pray a special prayer for you here if your loved ones are lecturers or if you're a lecturer i know that things have happened economically and press people down i can tell you by the spirit working based on economic dynamics many people are in very strong deficiency right now it will take the grace of god but i pray for you between now and the end of this year not next year it will not enter next year in the name of jesus christ may god raise men to hold your hands can i tell you and anyone who has already been instructed by god but they are dull of hearing by demonic forces that have stopped them from hearing the instructions of god i clear those forces out of the way now i clear those forces out of the way now one last prayer you will be surprised to see the results that follow you i am led by the spirit to pray for anyone here who is in any kind of debt or financial situation debt whether as an individual this whole thing that has happened in zaria this whole thing that has happened in nigeria has brought people and families into debt some of them right now the way they are owing it is only god that will bring them out there are people who cannot come out and walk on the street right now because you don't even know whether they are sending police whether they are sending whatever it is every time people got into financial problems it was a prophetic that brought them out business does not bring people out of debt it is the ministry of the prophetic alas master for it was borrowed and he said where fell it he threw a stick and the axe head began to float hallelujah the bondage of death is terrible it's worse than sickness you can be healthy and yet very sick takes away your energy your joy your expression some of you are owing banks some of you are owing men some of you are owing friends some of you are owing your spouse this thing has brought division even among married people children whatever it is i pray for you one man sent by god directed by the spirit in the name of jesus may the lord instruct them tonight to locate you just one man one helper by god may my god instruct them to locate you and bring you out of this death and shame in the name of jesus christ hallelujah somebody finished building a very luxurious wonderful property true story and when the person was done the lord spoke to him in the night 
and told him i said you did not build this for yourself there was a particular pastor that had struggled he had an opportunity to cut corners and nothing happened and people had laughed at him and said don't use your brain and go and make money keep doing this stupid thing you are doing and god told that person the man he spoke to me he said he did not even know the man of god and when he met the man of god they thought he was just a little seed maybe 20,000, 30,000. So you can imagine the level of that man of God. And he said, God gave me an instruction. And he just dropped the paper. And the man said, what is this for? And he opened it. And he saw that this was a complete house furnished for him and his wife. Not lease given to them. The man could not believe it. That was what made him to call me. And I called the other guy to verify. And he said, no. I was going, I built it for myself, but God told me it's not this. And he pointed that man. Who told you, you must know those who help you? I'm saying it to you prophetically. Because some of you are about to frustrate yourself. They looked unto him. Who told you, you must know those who bless you? All it takes is for God to send them. In the name of Jesus. Whether you know them or not. May the father of spirits. The one who knows everyone in the name of jesus beginning from tonight may god send them to your rescue may god send them to your rescue may god send them to your rescue may god send them to redeem time in your life hallelujah where is the gentleman that said he he, he was he needed to buy something and he was stranded he gave a testimony when I came in, I saw a gentleman who gave that testimony. I was so touched and inspired. Now, that gentleman was stranded, could not pay anything. Of course, if he were to work physically, there would be no way that gentleman would be able to pay. I just needed to identify. Just, just wave your hand. That's God who bless you, you see. And this gentleman, the coerce, you can imagine. Chief of army staff and all of that. I have an idea of the generals and I have an idea of the caliber of people that go for that program. You see, I know people who went there and there are, there are comedians and MCs in Lagos everywhere. Don't say there are people like me everywhere. You are not talking like a believer. No. Don't say there are preachers everywhere. That's none of your business. Don't say there are people everywhere. We are talking about God locating you. Hold on. How many networks do we have? And yet they call and it's only your phone that rings. Because there is a number attached to you. Your number is not everybody's number. God bless everyone with a phone. God bless everyone with a number. But there is the one assigned to you. Jesus said, all that you have given me, I have kept. There are things God gives men. And this gentleman was called. You see, that is the definition of honor. If they had looked at him and his level, they say, this boy is a small boy coming from Zaria. Take 50,000 at least. And he'll be grateful. He says, it's better than stealing. Honor, make, honor magnifies you in the presence of your helpers. Honor magnifies you. Please get what tonight is, is called an impartation service. The assignment of honor is to magnify you in the presence. The Bible says, and the Lord magnified Joshua in the presence of all Israel. Listen, many of you here are science-based. 
when you use a magnifying lens what does it do it makes images to appear larger than they actually are that's what it means for god to give you a good name that your name goes ahead of you and your name describes you in a way that is bigger than you a good name is an advantage before you rise to match your name your assignment is to grow to match that name your name should not remain bigger than you forever but god sends your name ahead so that by the time you get there you see you will not be rewarded at the same level as when you started your journey and this man they now blessed him and if god if he knows what to do with this honor you see with this grace it will not happen only once remember i've taught if it happens only once it's breakthrough it is not favor if it is favor it must happen again and again and again unusual kindness unusual acceptance unusual access hallelujah praise the name of the lord these are the forces that we engage these are the graces that work in men to produce the uncommon lives that we see it is not so much about trying in the strength of the flesh you do that you will be frustrated are we together god brought you to tonight's service because you are long overdue to have a, a, a testimony that we, there are some levels you should not be struggling at again 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 you are in the midst of plenty and yet you struggle you are in the midst of god moving and doing several things yet you are untouched even by his hand it ought not to be so there are people going abroad there are people going to abuja there are people going to lagos in search for greener pasture greener pasture is not a place greener pasture is a spiritual state when you assume that state no matter where you are it can become goshen hagar was in the desert but because of the covenant that god had with abraham extending to ishmael water came out an oasis was formed even in the desert if you go to abuja or lagos or you go to america under a closed heaven you will join the queue of frustrated people suffering locations do not necessarily produce an advantage it is a grace that is upon us thou anointed my head with oil my cup he does not anoint the cup it is your head he anoints there is a relationship between what is on your head and what is on your cup if your cup is empty don't blame the cup do something about your head in the name of jesus wave your hands to jesus tonight from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same your name is to be adored one more time from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same your name is to be adored hallelujah so hear me after tonight's service we're having a break and we're releasing everyone i want you to walk conscious of the things that i taught you tonight the supremacy of the word of god the ministry of word 
based prayer number three the ministry of the spirit enhanced through fellowship granting you access to activations revelations and like you experienced tonight empowerment even through impartation hallelujah make sure that as you go listen to me you are first the light as the bible declares that you are but also realize that you are ambassadors of this ministry don't go and bring reproach to the name of the lord and act like you are not a christian you go home and when we hear from you we hear that you've gone to cause trouble you have cancelled everything you learned from january to december now be like the foxes of samson when he released those foxes they went into the camp of the philistines and they caused havoc god is sending you you are an ambassador when you go to a place of gloominess you know what to do as a believer for some of you between now and when you resume god is going to be giving you instruction to put little meetings in your various area it may be a little prayer meeting it may be a word meeting don't be afraid when he gives you that instruction for some of you he may help you to sit with your family members and now begin to teach them about spiritual things it's not all about eating turkey or chicken and drinking introduce christ to your family the way we are approaching life like this things need to change some of you you are going as god's love gift to everybody within your territory and when you go there something about the excellency of his light in your life is what will turn people to know jesus to love people and to experience him i pray for you that you will not fail god I pray for you that you will be faithful and worthy ambassadors of this vision. And I pray for everyone here. Accidents are far from you. Armed robbery attack or terrorist attack is far from you. By air, by road, by sea, you are preserved and protected. In the name of Jesus. You will not go to hear bad news at home in the name of jesus Amen. sorrow is far from you during this yuletide season Amen. and hear me by all means you must return alive next year Amen. if there is any spirit that is already programming to cut short your life i don't care whether it came by a dream a vision we veto it by that which is written in the name of jesus christ May the Lord grant you access to joy unspeakable, even full of glory, in Jesus' name. Give Jesus a big hand clap. Hallelujah. Thank you for your patience. Let me, the next two, three minutes, please, let's minimize movement. I want to make the altar call. This is the final koinonia service. Please stand. Let's, let's just stand to honor the altar call. This is the final koinonia service for this year and what a joy it has been a series of activities from wednesday with the worship experience the workers dinner on thursday and now um the final service please hear me there are people here within the auditorium and all the overflows and perhaps those who will have an opportunity to listen or watch or follow online you are saying apostle let this year not end without me making it right with jesus number one or without me renewing my relationship with Jesus Christ perhaps while I was teaching the Holy Spirit began to convict your heart like the Bible says he always does and he's revealing to you now that you need
need to make it right with Jesus. I am going to count one to five. Whether it is a fresh decision, look at our, this lovely lady. Hallelujah. Whether it is a fresh decision or you are trusting God for a renewal to rededicate your life, I count one to five. Whether you are inside or outside, I want you to rush and come and stand here right now. Nothing to be ashamed of. Don't wait for anybody to be the first. I begin my counting now. One, come. Come. Koinonia, let's celebrate them. Two. Please move forward a bit so we can create space for more people. Someone is coming to make it right with Jesus. Male and female, young and old, come to Jesus. He gives you a new beginning right now. He says, ye must be born again. Ye must. You're coming here for the first time. You're welcome to join them. Don't say, I want to come, but then I'm ashamed. He says, if you are ashamed of me before men, that I will be ashamed of you even before my father and his holy angels. Four, if someone's still coming. That is the ministry of the Spirit convicting you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're joining them. Please join very fast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for responding to this call. It is a very, very noble thing to make it right with Jesus and to receive his life. The Bible declares that as many who come to him, he will in no wise cast away. Our confidence is based on the integrity of scripture that this decision you are about to make, verbalizing it, will be the end of the bondage of sin, Satan, hell, and the grave. May I please request that you lift your right hand as a sign of surrender to Jesus. Say this after me. Let it be from the depth of your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I declare tonight that I love you. I declare that I believe in you. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose again for my justification. Right now, I receive Jesus into my heart as my Savior, as my Lord, as my King. I declare that the power of sin, Satan, hell, and the grave is broken over my life. From tonight and forever, I have the life of God. I am a child of God. I go forward ever and backward never. Amen. Keep your hands lifted. Father, thank you for these precious ones. What an honor and a joy to present this even at this final service. In the name of Jesus, the Son of the living God, I declare according to the integrity of Scripture and based on your confession, I call you bona fide recipients of the life of God. I declare that the grace that sustains, may that grace keep you in the name of Jesus. The Lord bless you. You go forward ever and backward never in Jesus' name. Now I'm going to request that you do something for me very quickly. The counselors. We believe you are mightily blessed. To connect with the ministry and get more from Apostle Joshua Selman, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Koinonia ENI to stream Koinonia Live. Go to mixella.com forward slash Koinonia hyphen radio and download the teachings on koinoniadownloads.org. For questions and inquiries, call 
0814-721-4444 or 0907-777-7853. We love and celebrate you.